a few years ago, maybe not a few, a couple years ago, I was at a ClickFunnels conference and they were talking about, you need to produce content consistently. And you think like, oh, that's easy, you know? It's really hard, especially quality, which I don't think, maybe the content's quality, but <laughs> the editing and the, the artistic side's not so much. So it's really hard. Um, I missed, the reason I say that is I missed last week because I'm busy and yeah, I'm today, like I had a lot of excuses, I'm super busy and I don't know where my tripod is. So I'm literally holding this on my phone and you're gonna get super dizzy with me spinning in this room down here. And, uh, but in that conference, they also said your mess becomes your message. And I was like, okay, maybe we can do that. Um, but anyway, update, let's do a quick update on the business, then a story and I'll get out of your hair and we can move on with bigger and better things. Um, things are going great. We hit our goal of 60 sales for the month and is not, well, our goal was 39. Our goal was 39 sales. We we're at 60 for the month. Um, now, I think our goal was 39 perfect packets. So I might have to reel that back a little bit in a few, like next week to see what we actually finished up with like full complete deals. Um, but the, most of those deals are full complete deals. So I'm, I'm pretty confident in 60 deals, which is good because we beat our goal by 21. You know, at the end of the day, it'll probably be like 55 or something. So we still, but we still like clear our goal. Um, so that's good. So we are on track for 60 million still. <laughs> and I feel like those early months are probably the most important. Um, but a couple things that really helped us out that I'd like to share with you. Um, the first thing is just physical space is such an important thing for people. Like, yeah, we live in like this virtual more virtual world than we did before. But even in 2020, I think only 20 something percent of the goods were bought online. 80% were still bought retail goods. were still bought in person. Like you think like it'd be more than that, but 80% was bought online. So people still live and like, eventually we may get to more of that physical virtual space, but it's really going to be hard to like contradict tens of thousands of years of human existence as physical space beings. You know, so the reason I bring that up is because we had, so right now everybody's virtual. Everybody's always been virtual. Um, but we had, I had this idea. I was like, you know, we just need to get all, all the office people into the office. We need to get them in the office and we need to get them, we need to get them the culture, the experience, like everything down. And so that's what we did. We got everybody in the office and they... It, the first day it was, you know, a little awkward getting used to, you know, seeing everybody, but it's refreshing. Um, and then by the third day, it was really good. So what we did is we, we, we back that up. We, we, we found an Airbnb. It was pretty reasonably priced, a big one, basketball court and all that stuff. And we rented out the whole place. And the goal was to say, okay, right now our average, I think our average, our average is all timeline for our, our direct guys that are in market um, that are choosing where they sell is 30, 26 days. It's 26 days. Um, for the out of market guys that are selling virtually because they're all over the place, um, it's 36 days. So he said, what if we could bring that complete average down to 30? That was the goal. And so we did a few really cool things to do that. Um, I don't know, I want to I share, but I know my competitors are going to use it. So I'm not going to share it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but anyway, it was an amazing cultural experience, bringing everybody together. There's a lot of things we did. Um, but yeah, like everybody came out of it just super pumped, really refreshed, ready to go, like get to work. New standards is great. So that was awesome. That was like, that was definitely the highlight of the last couple of weeks. 
in addition to hearing goals. Um, but the, the one thing I wanted to share today was about that just like kept on, it was like kept on going in my head. Like I just felt like I needed to share it was the, um, the ability to like still work when you're tired. Like right now I do not feel like, I did not feel like running today, but like my, I've run 50 miler in August. And so I have to put in the work. If you don't put in the work, like you can, you can pull a 5k out of nowhere. It's easy. You can probably even do a marathon out of the, out of nowhere, a 50 mile. Like you gotta, like you pro I could probably do that. It wouldn't be fun though. It'd be really long. So like if I put in the work now, it's going to, it's going to pay off. Right. So it's like, you gotta get out super hot and run and, uh, just did it. And I literally just collapsed after I was done. I was like, I'm so done with this. And tomorrow's a four hour bike ride. So like, <laughs> like if I struggle with a six mile run for an hour, a 40 mile bike ride up the Alpine loop is going to suck, but committed. Um, but what I, what I, what I found um, the, the story that really was like a watershed moment for me. So I ran cross country in high school and, uh, I was the, like for distance runners, well, for most of the mid distance too, I was the fastest kid in high school. Now that's not saying a lot. Uh, if you look at my times, like some of you would be like, that's not that fast, but for a small school in Idaho, it's pretty fast. And so, um, anyway, I had this anxiety about every, like being dethroned as the fastest kid in high school. So I like, I always wanted to, I always, also, always, I always try to do my best as well. So I'd always get like, for, before a race, I identify that now as a nervous, nervousness and anxiety, but I didn't at that time. I just thought, I just put a lot of pressure on myself and I'd get ulcers all the time. <laughs> like, I could not drink water because the ulcers were so bad. It hurt. Looking back now, like I have a lot of pressure on myself all the time, like all through senior year. But there was this one race, my, probably my favorite race I ever ran um, was in... It was in Freeman Park, Idaho. So in, in cross country, they rate the courses. So the track, it's just, a, it's like a one track. It's all, you run all the same course every time, basically. With cross country though, you have like different courses and you run 5K and, uh, which is 3.1 miles. And some courses are super flat and easy. Some are downhill. Um, some are really hard. This was like the second hardest course in the state of Idaho, which for a mountainous place is like really hard. Um, but it wasn't like where you think, like it wasn't a mountain, it was Freeman Park, where it's like, Freeman Park was an old, the reason it had hills was because it was an old uh, trash dump and they converted it into a park. And so there's these big trash mounds that they just covered with dirt. Anyway, reclamation, you know, good story about that, but not for this time. Anyway, um, I, uh, it was like our home, it was our home track. And I remember the day before the meet, I got really sick. I had this nasty cold, like a man flu. I don't know what it was. I was not feeling it. I did not want to do anything. You know, when you feel sick, you just don't want to stay up. You don't, don't want to get out of bed. But like, I had this commitment to like at least race. But I was so sick that the idea of like winning, I knew I probably couldn't win. At least my, I'll be the best of my team. And this one kid was always got Curtis. Curtis, yeah, Curtis was always gunning for me. Curtis Elliott, and uh, he was oh, he's always number two, and he really wanted to beat me. <laughs> and so he um, he. We started off the race and oh, we got to the race and he's like, he saw that I was sick and <laughs> high school boys have no mercy sometimes. And he goes, he goes, Cody, today's the day I'm going to beat you. And I literally look at him. I like zero, like total apathy, zero care. I was like, yeah, Curtis, you probably will beat me today. I just don't care. And, uh, <laughs> he was kind of taking it back, you know, so the race starts and I started off slow. I was like, I just want to finish the race and keep it easy, like normal pace. 
And as I got going, I got momentum and just kept going and was passing people. And I didn't even know where I was at in the race. I just, just kind of just was not just tuned everything out and just focused on having a good run, just finishing. And I remember like, oh, I get emotional when I say this. I uh, usually on cross country, I started my sprints around 100, 150 meters left. Um, something inside me like rose up. And there, we had our, our, our theme that year for cross country was you don't know your limits till you break them. And I was like, that like, I don't know, it just was like a vision in my head was like, it just like that, the words like appeared before me, I swear. And I was like, he's like, you don't know your limits before you break them. And I was like, I am going to like dominate. And I, with like 200, like two, 300 meters left, I started my sprint like twice as early as I usually did. And I was just balling past people like hauling, just and it's like, a, it's a finish is an uphill climb. So it sucks. And it's all thick grass. You know, it's not like you're running on asphalt. It's really hard to surf around. And I just like blew past. It was my best place I'd ever done. My, my best second best or second best time I'd ever done on the hardest court, one of the second hardest, the second hardest course in the state. You know, it's faster than all my like flat course times. And I was just, I was relieved it was done. I felt a lot better after that. But like I learned that lesson. It's like, don't judge the outcome, how you feel in the moment. Like you don't like just because you feel something in the moment doesn't mean that should dictate how you at least try. Um, obviously, there's the other parts like don't put pressure on yourself and you know like enjoy the journey. Like there's a lot of lessons you can pull from that. But for me, it was like like just do it. Like just just ignore whatever's going on in your head. Ignore what's what's happening. You know all the noise, even how you feel, the noise, the internal and external noise, and just run the dang race. You know, just, just work on what you're going to do that day, get as much done as you can and be happy with that. And the crazy thing is, is if you just do that, like you're probably going to perform better than you ever performed and better than other people formed. I'd be Curtis, by the way. He was so mad. <laughs> um, I ended up getting an injury in districts and he ended up beating me. <laughs> so he got what he wanted. <laughs> um, so the, uh, I guess I was injured, but whatever. You, you lose, you lose. It doesn't matter like whether you're injured or not. Um, anyway, so as you go out this week, hope that helps. Um, that's sometimes where I feel, you know, it's like, it's tough, like, but get up and do it anyway.